got two questions about your favorite franchise's goaltending. One of them has already been answered, and the second one is, are they going to sign Tristan Jari to an extension? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Jari's the real deal. When you rank fifth in the National Hockey League with a 2.42 goals against average, you're the real deal. When you rank sixth in the NHL with a 919 save percentage, still the be-all, end-all stat at that position, you're the real deal. This happened over a full season. I had spoken and somewhat passionately after that playoff loss to the Islanders, after that pass up the middle that no one, least of all Jari, would want to relive, that this was a goaltender that you couldn't trust and that you couldn't trust him no matter what he did in the regular season because he'd have to show it again in the playoffs. Guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. A, I was wrong to bury him, and B, I was wrong that you couldn't make a pronouncement like that over the course of a regular season. But here's what happened. 82 games went by. He established himself as a clear number one on the team for the first time. He didn't have Matt Murray around, Marc-Andre Fleury, and he wasn't getting uh, benched on merit in favor of Casey DeSmith like it happened the previous year. He just went out there and took the job, and he took it authoritatively. There were games, there heck, games, there were months at a time where Jari was just stealing outcomes is probably too strong, but he was the principal figure in outcomes. Through the first half of the season, through the first four months of the season, I could make a case that he was the team's MVP. If really, really pressed, I could try to make a case that he was the MVP for the season anyway, despite getting hurt later on. But the most remarkable thing about his performance and what sold me, and I'm, by the way, not one of those people who has a tough time confessing when I'm wrong. What really sold me was that he'd almost never have a bad game. If you go over the course of the full schedule and look at the number of games in which you said, wow, he was really a problem in that one, or he wasn't the best version of himself, I am not exaggerating when I say that you can't count to four. I really believe that. I can name a couple of them off the top of my head, particularly one earlier on in Washington. Remember that one, the 6-1 loss to the Capitals in which nobody played well, and I had a hard time faulting Jari for that, but he took it on himself, said I was bad, that motivated me. He ended up beating the Capitals the next time out and said afterward that was why he played as well as he did. This is a really, really good NHL goaltender who might get even better. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. 
where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. And if anyone had any doubts about Jari following the regular season, this is going to sound a little bit stupid, but bear with me here. I really felt strongly that he showed why you could believe in him in the playoffs with how he performed in Game 7. Yes, they lost. Yes, it stunk and everything else here. But if you go back over the goals that New York got, they were all right around the net. They were going in off Mike Matheson's feet or Chris Letang's feet or whoever was in front of the net. There's no clear angle still on who deflected Artemi Panarin's power play goal in overtime. But Jari did say in that room afterward that it tipped off something. And goaltenders are not the types to lie about that, certainly not right after a game when they'd have to think that we all have access to a zillion replays. He saw it go off something. But you know what? It wasn't even that. Because he wasn't great in the game or anything. Look, if you're really, really feeling it, you stop everything, okay? It was the way he spoke afterward, the session that I just referenced. He came in there. He was wearing uh, flip-flops, and you could see how heavily bandaged and iced his broken foot was. You'd have to... Oh, my goodness. If you're thinking about it in regular season terms, he was probably nowhere near returning, and he still went out there and played like that. But the way he carried himself after limping to the table was a Jari that I'd honestly never seen before, never heard before. Someone in the back of the room, a reporter from one of the national outlets, asked Jari a question about, the contract statuses of Sidney Crosby, of Genny Malkin, and Chris Letang, because this was that night, and we're all thinking this might be the last time you see the core together. And I'm not going to lie to you. Part of me, on the inside anyway, was rolling my eyes. Like, you're asking Jari this question? You're not going to get anything out of him on this? You know, this is like reporter talk. And he comes back with something really strong about how much they mean to the team, not just as leaders, but what kind of players they were over the course of the season. And it was a borderline stand for a guy who you normally can't get anything more than a hello and a platitude out of when interviewing him. And now add to that that it hadn't been that long since we had dropped the Zoom format and had resumed interviewing people in the same room And it jumped out all the more. And I was reminded right there of some conversations that I'd had during the course of the season with Andy Kyoto, the goaltending coach, about how Jari grew up. Now, he wouldn't attach it, and I don't blame him for this, to the outcome of the Islander series or how it ended. And I honestly don't know that Jari would either, and I don't think he'd be lying. The number one trait that Jari has as a goaltender, aside from the physical athleticism that you see, the quickness, especially with the lower body that he's got, is his ability to forget, just blissfully forget. 
And you know, if you really think about it, those of you who go way back with hockey, you'll recognize a little bit of a pattern there. And guys like Marty Brodeur, I'm not comparing him to Marty. Okay, overall, I'm not, I'm not nuts. But Marty was one of those guys who kind of came across as a little bit of a, I'm saying this nicely, but a little bit of a space cadet. Where Marty would sit there and be all jovial and smiling and joke with you and everything. But you'd ask him about a tough goal and you could see that he just was like, he's already way beyond it. This is the essence of the goaltending spirit. It really is. And for Jari to have just shrugged off what happened with the Islanders, just shed it off his left shoulder. That's that's a heck of a thing for your goaltender to have. And the Penguins are fortunate to have this kid. The Penguins need to do whatever's needed to keep him in the fold. For those who don't know, he can be an unrestricted free agent next summer. Don't be waiting for it. Move one or two of these defensemen. Get the goaltender signed. When we come back, J1Q... from Eric who asks, so when do we trade Marcus Pedersen and Kasperi Kapanen for JT Miller? Jim Rutherford loves those guys and I'm pretty sure it would fit under the cap. I don't have a better answer for you than this, but it happens. It happens. Eric, listen, if you're being funny or sarcastic, you win because you put one over on me. But there are so many of these that float around and it happens. Take this from somebody who covers all three of Pittsburgh's teams and attempts to do so with equal effort and passion. This only happens in hockey. This is a disease that spreads among fandom, but only in hockey to this extreme where the most absurd trade suggestions come up and not only do they come up, but they get openly embraced and discussed. Why is that? I really want the answer to this from somebody, not just you, Eric. It can be from anybody. Leave it in comments on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Leave it in the YouTube comments. Leave it anywhere. Email me. Pigeon carrier me. I want to know why hockey fans are so into this stuff to the extreme that anyone could think that, well, here's this guy we don't want. Oh, here's this other guy we don't want. Let's trade him to Vancouver for one of the very best performers on any team in the Western Conference last season. How? How? How does the discussion not get cut off like, wait, are you kidding? But it doesn't. If I went and discussed, if I answered this question seriously, and again, I'm throwing out here that I understand you might be kidding and having a good laugh at my expense. Great. Awesome. That'd be ideal, actually. But if I were to take it and run with it and say, well, let's let's analyze this. If JT Miller is available, and Jim Rutherford likes Marcus Pedersen because he traded for him once, and he likes Kasperi Kapanen because the Penguins acquired him twice. 
there actually are people who'd hear it and go, hey, did you hear what DK said this morning? Penguins and Canucks are talking. Yeah. JT Miller's coming home. Yeah, and get this. All we have to give up are two guys we'd love to get rid of anyway. Whoa. And then it shows up on Hockey Trade Rumors. That's with an O-U-R-S dot C-A. And everybody goes, whoa, that's amazing. I just don't get why it's unique to hockey. I get why it's interesting. And I get why it wouldn't, for example, be something in football. Football is not a trade deadline kind of sport because there aren't a lot of trades in football because of how married you are and have to be to a team's playbook. But by comparison with baseball, baseball, you try something like that, they'll come back at you. Wait a second. What? You got to be kidding me. Get that out of here. In hockey, it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk. This is a room hour. That's my Canadian again. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, including you, Eric. I love you, man. Come back at me. Tell me you were kidding. Let's do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.